All right, welcome back to week, honestly, I don't know, um, but we have Geranium Drive today, which I'm super excited about. It's an Austin favorite and a personal favorite of mine too. Um, Autumn Furtak and Rex Romato are in the house. How are you guys today? Doing great. great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, something I noticed immediately off the bat, which I don't think that applies to a lot of artists or music these days, is that when I listen to your songs, the first thing I was like, I can listen to this any time of the day. And I'm like a super big playlister and like playlist yeah. for the shower, playlist for the car, playlist for when I'm hanging out with friends. It's completely different yeah. all the time. But that's something that I love and wanted to give you compliments for because I don't see that every day. And I thought that was super cool. Yeah, totally. I mean, I've always made an effort, I guess, to try to just have like a lot of different moods in, in the songwriting just because that's what I experience like throughout the day. So. Uh, yeah, it's cool that that's like, coming across. <laughs> and you yeah, that, yeah, definitely. Um, another thing I noticed, so you guys definitely are an Austin favorite for sure. Um, but I feel like that comes with kind of a price to pay. You're kind of in a genre where people in Austin really appreciate, but maybe not so much in other big cities. Do you feel like that affects how you measure your success? Um, sort of. I mean, like, creatively, uh, creatively I just kind of have my own goals as far as like songwriting and stuff like that goes um, but if we're having fun out at a show no matter where it is you know it's like there's like 10 people in Houston they're blasting off they're having a great time or like in Denton or something like that I mean just kind of in the moment doing that you know it's a uh, doesn't just have to be like here in Austin you know yeah, I feel like Austin's probably a good place to have that problem if you're going to, you know. That's true. Like, yeah, definitely a growing scene, and genre bending has gotten so much bigger now, and, like, I know that you have kind of claimed to be, like, the indie psychedelic rock, but, I mean, there's also, like, different ways that you can interpret that as a listener, too. Yeah. Um, but that's super cool. Do you feel like that's connecting with your audience when you're on stage performing? Yeah, totally. Um because it's just good to like keep keep things interesting like I don't know when you see a band and you're like three songs in and you kind of know how the rest of the sets kind of go it, you know um, there's a million things you can do when you're when you're out che checking out music so it's like I like to try to hold people's attention and just like throw some curveballs like in the set and just um, you know have have a set that's kind of more like a, a roller coaster you know it's going different places uh, yeah, when it comes to kind of planning those sets and trying to keep that roller coaster going, do you, I mean, most people will have a set list ready to go, but do you kind of engage with the audience and see where that needs to change at different times in a set? Um, not, not so much. I feel like it's something that's kind of more like crafted behind closed doors. Like, like they'll be, be like, okay, we can get like a, a rhythm generating in the intro to get people's attention it's kind of like um like in, there's one song we have and we have like kind of like these stick clicks in the beginning and i always feel like as soon as you get like a a drum beat going in the background people can't help but like pay attention to that and so oh like you know if people are doing doing that we need to get their attention we've got like that kind of song um and we get a couple of songs through the set and might change the time signature or something like that or um kind of have more of a ballad a lot of it's 
I guess it's not it's not really spur of the moment. It's definitely more something that we like are crafting in the studio, um, but it's something we put a lot of thought into. Yeah. Um, do you think that like when you have those kinds of goals for reaching an audience, does that reflect the beginning of your kind of career of starting a band? Was there a goal that you were trying to achieve? You were like, I want to make music for myself. I want to make music for this group of people. Like I want to make music for a moment. What was kind of your initial trajectory in the beginning? Oh, man, it's, it's hard because uh, like, Writing a song is, is just not always one of those things where you can you can control like that, I guess. Uh, it's more of just like however you're feeling in the moment, like you gotta just find like chords and lyrics that are gonna go with that. And so I don't know if however I'm feeling day to day is gonna change a lot and I can't I don't know if I'm really like thinking about um, how it's gonna come across on the stage yet. I'm just trying to like bring as many songs out um, as I can. And then there's a lot of different kinds and I'm, I'm picking them and kind of putting them into, into groups um, as I see fit like later on. Um, but as, yeah, as far as like where the inspiration's coming from, I think when I first moved to Austin, it was just a lot about traveling from like uh, Burlington, Vermont down here and, you know, being influenced by like Black Angels and bands like Wand and, and Deer Hunter and stuff like that and just kind of being influenced by my travels as well as like I don't know 60s garage kind of music and um, just just tried to like <laughs> put it put together an EP of, of that kind of stuff and see what what would happen and um, after that came out, I pretty much with, uh, met our bass player, John, through that. And he was just into the exact same kind of thing. He was just like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> and um, yeah, we kind of just met at this this jam session where, we're, I don't know, there's this other mutual friend we had at the time um, just invite, invited us both over to John's place. And it was just really weird because when I first moved to Austin, I had like, I literally wrote all the songs two blocks down the street <laughs> from like where he lived. And we, I just didn't even know him till like a year later, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that pretty much, that was that was like the first group of songs and that's kind of what, what went into that. And it's, it's changed a lot since then, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear a little bit more about the formation of the band, how you guys met, um, when you decided that this was something that you really wanted to pursue. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I guess in the first couple years, like 2006 to like around, um, or sorry, 2016 to like 2017, 2018, um, things like weren't super active like I wrote a lot of songs but um, we exchanged to like a lot of members and um, uh, yeah it, we're still kind of finding like the right members in the band uh, and yeah my friend Marcus was like the band had taken a break and then my friend Marcus was kind of called me and was, was like all right we, we really got to give this another shot and he switched from playing bass to guitar 
John came in um, and we played with a few different drummers until we met Tom Cox and we recorded um, 18 at I think just we, we released that on like free week in 2018 and so that was that was kind of like the launch point of being like all right we're gonna we're gonna pursue this <laughs> some more um, and yeah since then we've 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 recorded another EP um, I think in 2019 we did drive to this which was another really cool release show um, and yeah I guess the sound the sounds kind of kind of changed in in that one to I feel like there was a lot more like blues influence and, and stuff like that coming in um, there's kind of like this I don't know this weird kind of like Texas Americana thing just coming from the other people I was playing with and I was kind of coming at things through them from the more psychedelic side of things um, and since then uh, we've still been actively writing songs and uh, putting stuff out that's been more like uh, singles and, and videos and just kind of adapting things to I don't know just the modern way the world works and like you know having to just um, put out music very consistently to do things in line with uh, you know YouTube and Instagram and <laughs> Spotify and all these kind of things that we're at the mercy of so uh, yeah like the next thing that we're doing is going to be an album it's going to be called uh, where the road turns and it's going to be like a full piece of music it's it's definitely going to be heading in like a different uh direction for the band i'm super excited about it um we're staying true to like the psychedelic roots with this new one and uh I don't know, kind of just going for a, a heavier sound. Just, um, so I don't know. Kind of, there's like a little bit of Brit pop in there. There's just kind of like a Texas psychedelia, Texas garage rock kind of thing going on. I don't know. How would you explain it? <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's spot on. Like, definitely kind of like a little bit heavier, more groovy, kind of, I would say. Like, um, down tuning a little bit on some of them yeah which sounds really cool no that's exciting yeah um because that'll be technically your debut album right you only have singles and eps out it will time, right yeah yeah okay. no yeah, full length okay yeah. cool 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 yeah um how does it as like you as a band how does making music kind of what's your collaboration process so far um a lot of the times autumn will just have like a pretty full solid demo that he'll just send to us and then we'll all just listen to it kind of get a feel for it and then just all come together and jam on it so a lot of it is just autumn like he'll do a demo with drums and everything other times it's a bit more collaborative or like sometimes we'll change a part that was on the demo or whatever just to suit each player you know yeah yeah it's, it's sometimes hard when it's still in the demo form to be like or how is this going to work live and it's uh <laughs> the, the songs definitely evolve as we take them into the room more and just out of my you know own kind of off the top recorded thoughts you know yeah um and you talk about 
doing like video and art along with um, your releases, which I find very cool and always interesting. Yeah. Um, what does that mean to you as an artist and a band collab, like really emphasizing the art behind and by art, I mean like digital and physical besides yeah. the music and collaborating, collaborating those two together. Yeah. I mean, I think some of the best art that we've had has been collaborating with other people for sure. Um, but it's just about giving people the the full experience, I think, with any, like, you know, psychedelic music. There's, like, a visual aspect to that. And so um, I think that just ha- helps set the vibe. Um, someone who's done some really awesome art for us is uh, Fez Marino. And he, he designed our logo. And um, he used to do, like, kind of these crazy acid lights um, as well as a bunch of like posters for this place called the Electric Church, um, so I think he's pretty influential to like anybody making psychedelic music in yeah. in Texas. Or even if you're just, it's crazy because if you even just like type in like psychedelic show flyers, his stuff's like popping up with his, the, his posters are awesome. Yeah, the, it, that stuff's gonna like pop up with like the you know the Jefferson Airplane posters from the '60s and stuff like that. So uh, he's definitely been influential to us as well as like a lot of other artists um but yeah it's just it's just good to like set the vibe and like when you're going to a show and you're coming into a room and there's some kind of like trance like music um sometimes just like visually being on lock with that and just being being focused can just kind of help you just you know set the right vibe for like taking in a whole set and just you know uh being able to hear things, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you talk about him making your logo, but where did you come up with the name of the band? Um, I mean, the, yeah, I guess there's a lot of different stories for this, but like, uh, <laughs> what do you what do you think? Um, I, don't know, I feel like we just talked about this, but uh, yeah, a lot of people ask me that, and I'm like. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I guess it's like, um, I don't know, just the, we've, we have this one song that's like, uh, stone scattered from the path, making room for blades of grass. Um, Faz made a poster back in, um, I think, I don't know, 2018, and there was, there was kind of like, I don't know this this jagged kind of road, and he in in the logo, the most recent logo, there's like a crack and the flowers kind of coming out. So, I guess it's always been just like the just juxtaposition of like you know, blacktop and um, nature kind of like you know just sorry I keep on hitting that um, nature just uh, persevering and uh, growing and I don't know feels kind of like living living in the city and making it making psychedelic art is a kind of similar to that juxtaposition yeah i feel like that's been a constant theme throughout the music as well like I yeah <laughs> totally the in the music if that makes sense. yeah yeah it it totally has i can't really get away from it i guess <laughs> but um but i imagine a lot of people are like experiencing that like living in a city like Austin or New York or LA or wherever it's just you know you're kind of part of this like turning machine um and yeah I don't know (laughs) it's pretty it's a pretty weird thing (laughs) 
And we touched on this a little bit in the beginning, talking about how you're a band that kind of combines genres, bends them, however you want to kind of describe how people combine sound. Um, have you had a method thus far of like breaking through the noise of so many bands, especially now kind of pursuing that same, not same sound as you, but same in the sense of like multiple genres or genre bending? Um. It's hard, it's hard for me to like measure my own success, I guess. I'm not like really um, trying to compete with the other bands in town. I mean, there's like a lot of other great bands um, and I'm not going to be able to like do what they do any better. I guess I just try to do um, my own thing as good as I can and just, you know, look at the last thing I released and like all right what what's the next direction what's the next step i can take this in um that's going to be better than the last thing i did i don't know um yeah there is there there is a lot of noise but i i i don't think like so much of it is really even from other other bands or other music it's like i find myself more competing with uh constraints of things like Instagram <laughs> or it's it's like I'm trying to create this thing that is crossing different musical boundaries or or genres or it's going to be new and it's um, constantly with whatever, whatever program that I'm going to have to share it with it's being like shrunken down to this kind of thing that's on someone's phone so it's like like that's the most um, Thing I, that's the thing I struggle with the most. Um, or I hear it with uh, bands that are mixing things these days. Like, um, I think it's a popular thing to be like, oh, how can I master this to sound mm -hmm. good coming off the cell phone? And it's, I don't know if there's a right answer to that question, you know. Um, but yeah, all, all you can really do is like just keep making art that's true to yourself. Uh, and you know, I feel like musically you take influence from like a lot of stuff that like I've never even like really listened to either like I don't know a lot of people that are kind of like going for that sound or whatever and it's just so diverse it's like no one's really like trying to do like the exact same thing as what Autumn's writing yeah do you feel like you have a um, method of staying grounded in that and focusing on that rather than comparison or beating yourself up about something yeah I just try to just trust in the in the process um, I just trust in my own process yeah <laughs> uh, and I'd say any yeah anyone trying to, to write songs or do art or music um, you I don't know just trust in what you're doing and like uh, there's you know, there's a lot of self-criticism that'll that'll happen, but it's just that's okay. But just keep keep at it, you know. Yeah. Could you both walk me through what it was like starting a band pre-COVID and then going through that together, where there's no live shows, and then coming out of that? Yeah, or was that when so you took the break? In terms of formation of the band, I was not in the band in the beginning. I joined about a year, year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, 
I guess you would have you would have still been in the band, I guess, towards the tail end of COVID, like a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was, yeah. It's easier to forget, but there was like so many points where we were just like, okay, we're we're done we're with back. COVID, and okay, now we're going nope. back. And I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot of um, switches with that, but yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think. COVID was a, a struggle for a lot of people, but we just took it um, as an opportunity to just like do a lot more things in the studio. A lot of the videos we made were all during that time. Um, even like, you know, living in Austin, we're pretty great to have like uh, a lot of outdoor venues. So there was like still a lot of um, events we could play being like safe and distance from people like um like far out lounge and stuff like that and yes there's some really interesting shows just like after not playing for i don't know the lockdown or whatever um about like five or six months i think the first show we played at was was far out and it was just <laughs> it was like so strange like we just as soon as we got on stage just everybody just like went quiet like no one had seen any music in so long it's just um it's just so different from i don't know the ways things are normally just everyone's always going to shows there's a million shows there's a million venues you can go at any of these and you know people are like loud and with their friends and partying and stuff like that and it was just like so weird to when you take all that away just like there was like so much focus you could hear like a pin drop it was like uh, mm -hmm. pretty strange just like coming coming back to it for the first time um but i don't i don't know for us i don't think covid was super detrimental i was able to like take time doing a lot of other projects that i wouldn't have gotten to otherwise do um i built a studio out east it's called seize the mean studio uh for my friend evan kleinicky um i did like a lot of like a acoustic sound solutions for another studio, um, making these like sound panels and hanging them on the ceiling. Um, just able to write a lot of songs. Um, I run my own business these days and before COVID I was like mainly working in coffee shops and things like that. So just it was a good time to just have some like space and kind of rethink about how I want to do things and um, not have to be like grinding all the time. You know, it was, it was I was I was lucky enough to be in a space where I could do that. So, uh, yeah. And your other businesses, sorry, repairing yeah. guitars or no? Yeah, I do audio repair. Okay, so how did you get into that? Um, I started in like 2012, um, changing strings on guitars with this company called Music Store Live. And there's this guy who is called, um, or his name is Paul Camegno, and yeah, he'd play in like local bands. Um, he played in this band called Rough Francis uh, up in Burlington, Vermont. And I just kind of knew him from seeing him at shows and uh, <clears throat> just really wanted to, <laughs> to have this job. I was like, you know, working at uh, like grocery stores and things like that. And so he was like, yeah, all right. And they, they gave me a job and I just pretty much cleaned up the warehouse and like changed strings and, um, been learning the world of repair ever since then and <laughs> uh 
yeah, there's plenty of broken audio equipment in Austin, so it's like uh, I'm in the right place to be. Yeah, <laughs> it's I actually <laughs> moved here from Vermont about three years ago too, and that's how Autumn and I became friends was through a mutual friend that we have named Brian. Mm. He's in a band called The Vacant Lots. Um, but he was like, "Oh, you're moving to Austin. You have to meet Autumn." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And then we started hanging out, and I became like a Geranium Drive fan. And I would go to the shows, and then eventually they wanted me to join, so it was, like, cool. it was perfect. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, how did you both get into music in the first place? Uh, my dad was a musician, so I just always had a guitar laying around the house and just started picking it up pretty young and just kind of playing for fun and figuring it out. It's like a long, slow process. It's kind of a fun thing about it. Uh, it's a similar kind of thing for me, though. Um, <clears throat> I mean, my my father was a musician, um, and I, I didn't really pick up any instruments until I was like I don't know eleven, which I feel like is kind of late. Like I don't I don't know for some reason I had like no interest in it whatsoever. Um, and then yeah, I, I took an interest in like electronic music. I was like mainly into that, like synthesizers, and um, I guess around the time, like uh, you know, like what, like the iBook, and they they came with GarageBand. You could like pull loops down and, and do that kind of thing. So that's kind of what sparked my interest in it. And it was like the more of the songwriting aspect and like composing, kind of. Uh, I totally agree. That. Like when I heard people were like home recording and stuff and like doing it all themselves that's when I was like oh I should like really start playing because that just seems fun yeah. to me like it's just all right there you know it's not like this big complicated process anymore totally. yeah 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 I've messed around on GarageBand a few times I can't say <laughs> I know what I'm doing <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's yeah. really cool and to know that that's like not not a bad software but that's just the beginning of what you can like learn from mm -hmm. production software that's insane because I I don't even know half of the buttons on there, so right. that's pretty cool that you decided to pick that up so early and kind of carry it out. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I've definitely had like people that um, were kind of helped me along in other forms of music. I mean, like Garage Pants, great because you can you can be like, oh yeah, you can create entire songs and like anyone can do this, but. Um, I feel like I've had friends who are like equally important in being like uh, um, bringing me out to like punk rock shows and being like, oh yeah, anyone can pick up guitars or like drum kits and and make some kind of you can just start making some kind of noise and like yeah um, make express it sound yourself. really good yeah. with just simplicity. Um, yeah, totally. So yeah, I guess kind of after that happened, I I feel like I took a more of a shift away from the electronic music. I mean, I still like uh, plenty of electronic music, but um, just started playing, playing drums a lot and uh, guitar, you know, singing eventually. Yeah. Um, have there been other people outside of the band that have been really formative in you consistently and continuously pursuing this and kind of being like your biggest fans? Yeah. Well, I mean, you mentioned Brian. Yeah, shout, no, out, yeah. shout out Brian. Yeah, shout out Brian. Uh, Huge inspiration. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brian and I like grew up in the same town, and 
uh, he has this band called Vacant Lots. And I don't know, it's, there's always been a weird like duality with me and Brian because he also does audio repair and we were kind of both getting started on that. He works on like synthesizers and crazy, crazy things that I don't even know how they work. But um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, just seeing him do the vacant lots and touring overseas has always been pretty inspirational to me. He started doing that like pretty, pretty young, right? So you kind of watched it. Yeah. Happen. Yeah. I mean, he was probably like 16 or 17 and he was like yeah, yeah go overseas and doing that so that was that was cool to see um yeah i'm trying to think of i mean there's a multitude of people here in austin um uh i mean evan kleinicke's been super helpful to me just recording and working on projects together with and um Steve Terabecki from White Denim helped us uh, produce one of the last songs we, we did. He was super helpful. Um, uh, Wes Coleman's been awesome. I was able to get a studio space where we pretty much do everything through there um, because of knowing him and I don't know, probably a million other people yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm forgetting about. But. So many bands in Austin you go and see and yeah. you're like, I just you know, want to keep playing and sound better you know like oh totally yeah so many inspiring peers yeah it yeah. sounds like you have a really well-established community yeah yeah it's great yeah totally um yeah <laughs> do you have any shows in particular you said before that i guess post-covid those were kind of really memorable shows just because people honestly needed it after that yeah do you feel like you have other ones that you were really memorable for whatever reason it was that day. Totally. Um, when we released Drive to This, it was pretty cool. Um, we did the release at Canopy, and there are just a lot of other artists that kind of gotten involved in various ways. And for me, I, like, I had just finished writing the songs and recording them, and we all learned them pretty quick, and they're all pretty fresh to us. And so we were kind of going through the you know a little bit of an intuitive process on the stage when we played but um there was other groups of people um kind of performing with us in a way or like being taking part in the creativity uh that afternoon like there was these aerial performances and they choreo or the aerial aerial performers excuse me um and they like choreographed um all of these like I don't even know what the word is. I mean, it's like a, like a dance moves in the in the Sounds air. Sounds crazy. Yeah. So so they they set up and they were like doing all these interpretive dance moves on these ropes. And so I'm kind of playing these songs for the first time, and I'm like watching them. And then uh, I don't know another friend of mine who was like a writer was out, and I could see him in the crowd, and he was like, I don't know what he was writing, but he's like writing. And then uh, another artist in town, I think his name's Amy. Uh, he was he goes out to shows and like does live drawings of musicians on like a tablet and so it's just like this crazy thing of like dance people writing and people drawing as we're playing the new songs and so that was just wild <laughs> never never had a show like that uh ever since it was a unique experience but, uh, have you had any uh, like shows that are memorable to you 
I mean, it's, it's okay. If you, if yeah, <laughs> not off the top of my head. There's, you know, some have been just really great. Just sometimes the crowds can just be more active, and it's always just super fun when people are going for it. Yeah, and yeah. you joined the band relatively recently, so yeah. how has that kind of just changed the trajectory of your life? Of my life, yeah. personally? Mm -hmm. um, it's been great. It's been one of the best things I've ever done with my life. Like, when I lived in Burlington, like, I always wanted to be playing in, like, a band, but I just couldn't find, like, the right people or the right stuff. Like, I wanted to be playing. And then I moved here, and it took kind of a while, but, like I said, I'd been seeing Geranium Drive, and I was like, man, this band is really cool. Like, I like this stuff. Had no idea that I'd be joining, and then when he... When Autumn asked me, I was like, yeah, of course. Rex is a very humble guy. He, uh, he, like, when I think when I first asked him, he was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't really, like, play too much, like, lead guitar. Yeah. He, said, he said something like that. I and then was like, like, I might not be the guy, but I'll try. Yeah, and then he just came over and learned, like, every song in about, like, one evening and had it down ever since, so. I was he, pretty dedicated because I wanted a, to, I really wanted to play with them. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, it's just been like so amazing. Everybody's so nice. You know, we get along great. And, you know, everybody's, you know, puts in the work and it's just been getting better and better. Yeah, I wanted to touch on that too, just because you've said that kind of members have changed yeah. throughout the years. How do you um, keep the band cohesive after changes and making sure that? it still feels like the same band. I mean, I know that changing people changes the sound at least a little bit, but yeah. staying true to Geranium Drive. Oh, I guess more and more as I like write the songs, I just, I play a, a few different instruments. And so it's, you know, I can come at it from different points, whether it be like bass or drums or guitar, or even sometimes keyboards or whatever. But um, I guess I'm just trying to focus in on just what's the melody and that's just going to if that works and you get chords to it then like that's all you need and whatever happens is gonna like happen and um i don't know been pretty fortunate to play with some like really great people who can just pick up on that and kind of shape things around that so um yeah there's there's definitely been points where it's like i had to write all all the the parts because maybe we're in between members or um, I don't know things just have to get finished but I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have, have people in the band that are generally better at doing doing things than I am able to so <laughs> I leave a lot of it in their hands um, and also like uh, John's not here today but John's been with me pretty much everything since uh, yeah, that's like the core. 20, 2018 at least, yeah. Core is like Autumn and John's been there since basically the beginning, is what yeah. I understand. Yeah, and John sings too, so um, John's kept things pretty good together. <laughs> he's, a, he's a, you know, rock. So thank, thankful for John, yeah. And I don't know if you agree, but I feel like the other, like, renditions of the band and different members have all been good in their own way, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. It might sound slightly different in one way, but the core is still intact. Yeah. With, you know, yeah, the songwriting definitely. and everything. But everybody just brings something different to the table. Do you feel like the um, 
like good chemistry that continues out through the years is due to the fact that everyone's kind of on the same page of how they want the music to sound or do you think it's something else but like um, the chemistry right now it's really good for yeah. that reason you know we're all on the same page yeah totally um yeah every, every we're in a town where like everything changes um the music venues change the bookers change and you know um, some people are passing through, some people stay, and I don't know. I'm, I'm just pretty, pretty thankful for everybody who has, like, been involved with the band in one way or another. <laughs> you know, that's, like, that's all I can ask, really. Yeah, for sure. Um, and people pass through and things change, but, which makes a day very different, but I'd love to hear, like, what a day in each of your lives looks like on just yeah, everyday basis. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Typically, um, I'm doing a lot of grinding and working and um, running my business and just try, trying to play for a few hours every day um, and just kind of doing that, spending time with my partner and um, just trying to put time aside every week for like songwriting and just being in the <laughs> staying at staying in the right um, headspace that can allow me to be creative and uh, pushing things forward and then you know a lot of time just goes into seeing other shows and you know sometimes working at the chess club and a lot of it's just sitting behind a computer and <laughs> emailing people too and um, just trying to make connections both in like here in Austin and just and just trying to see what other artists are out there in the Texas area and even further than that that are like making music that are similar to us and just trying to pay attention like what what artists are coming I mean coming here who's like who's touring what you know who sounds kind of like us and like um well just trying to be aware of that stuff always yeah um yeah, I have like a similar kind of kind of day, but I work at night, so it's like I'll just, you know, I work I like like a show maybe like five times a week at chess club and um just chill with my dog. I have a practice space that's like down the street from Autumn's. So I'll be there at either at his or at mine like playing most days. Yeah. Rick and I also play Magic cards. Yeah, we play that's, Magic um, the Gathering. We're very passionate about Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever feel like um, having these jobs or businesses or side hustles, do you feel like that ever gets in the way or do you feel like it's all just part of the process? All the time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just kind of, I don't know, just like part of the modern life we live. So it's like... Um, I mean, it's something I accept, and it's definitely, like, for uh, informed songwriting and stuff like that. I mean, if I had, like, the perfect life, I don't know if, like, <laughs> the song, the songs would be as interesting. It would be, like, kind of like a, you know, like a murder mystery without the murder, or like a political thriller without the backstabbing or something like that. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. It's, yeah, I feel like I like to stay busy, especially working, like, in a venue, you know, just more music, like it's just all connected. Yeah, kind of sure. feels like yeah. it synergizes pretty well. 
with making music too. Yeah, I think we're both fortunate enough to like be at least like working in the field where it's yeah. like interesting to us, you know. Um, we're not just like flipping burgers or something like that. Really. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm yeah I'm super thankful for that. Yeah, I think working at a venue too. Like for my from my personal experience, I get to see different artists and teaches me how to ask different questions and things that I now find interesting that I wouldn't have seen in a different show. And then I'm like, oh, that's something that this artist would find really interesting if I asked them. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, I'm in school too. So yeah, staying yeah. busy is also just... It's good. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, I definitely... I When I'm not busy, then I'm just going to sit on my phone. Yeah. And that's just not healthy. So I work for a moving company too, just for like something to do during the day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's been awesome. Yeah, I and then you learn job. from those people too, things that like yeah, you just totally wouldn't... totally different. Yeah. It's a refreshing it change of pace. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, has there been a piece of advice that anybody has given you, both of you, that has really stuck with you throughout the years? Um, I kind of go back through the, the data banks here. <laughs> um, <laughs> people, people tell you so many things, but you got to just kind of learn lessons yourself. <laughs> um, I don't know. Can you think of anything on the top of your head? Like, like all the time, I'll just get little tidbits of things that I just like keep with me. Yeah, but I can't think of anything specific. Yeah, I kind of feel that too. Especially the learning yourself. I'm so the type I tell my friends not to tell me yeah. if they're like, you shouldn't do that because I'm like, I'll figure it out myself, <laughs> and I'd rather do it that way because I hate the I told you so kind yeah. of aspect of that. But yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I, I can think of one is uh, my friend Adam Cisco. He played in this band called The Academy Is, and I don't know, like maybe in 2011, he told me it's just like never release a demo. Just release it when it's when it's done. Just make sure it's done and then put it out. Don't just uh, put out something that's half finished because people will think it's done. <laughs> yeah. And then if, if you do something like over three times or something like that, then they won't accept like the newest one because they'll. The reference point will be the first thing. I always, I don't know, that always kind of stuck with me. Yeah, um, and you talk about the, the kind of unfinished aspect and writing and the whole process of it all. Um, where does we kind of talked about a little bit with Geranium Drive as a whole and the band's name and the music itself, but the songwriting. What is kind of your driving force behind that? Um, like what what makes me write songs yeah I don't know I guess I just been writing ever since I was a kid I took like creative writing classes when I was like in the fifth grade or something like that so um, <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it then and um, have to I mean yeah even before I was making music like I always liked doing that kind of thing so that that was exciting to me and I've continued to do that and as I put more and more out, I just want to like you know do a bigger and bigger work. So um, it's just your thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess really right now, what's what's driving me to write more songs is to be putting this album out, and then just to be turning over an amount of songs that is enough for kind of the the system of how people listen to music these days. You know, or uh, people are putting out songs like every two months now. You know, so it's a uh, you kind of have to compete with that. So yeah. uh, 
having a large quantity is a, is a good thing. <laughs> Does that kind of keep you on track to know that, I guess other people are doing this two month cycle. Does it motivate you in any way to go, I need to get this done or I want to get this done? Um, it can. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes like wanting to write songs is not always like gonna line up with what actually like makes a good song or what is, you know, uh, gonna inspire you, so. You can't go like hunting around for a song. It kind of, mm -hmm. you kind of just have to be like, all right, I feel this way, and then like, okay, there's lyrics that ex that fit with that feeling, and there's uh, a melody or chords or a beat or whatever that fits with that feeling, and they all come together, and then you have the song. But um, yeah, you can't go like poking around for it. It just has to happen. Uh, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, kind of to wrap this up. And you kind of maybe already answered it, and you're more than welcome to recycle the answer if yeah, you'd like. Yeah, totally. But I asked what the biggest piece of advice you've received, but to anyone that's listening that wants to pursue a career in music or just honestly pursue their passion, what would you give to them? You just have to be fearless. Um, just got to keep on creating things regardless of like whatever censorship is going on in your head and um just be able to accept any idea whether it's a good idea or a bad idea is like they're all just ideas and um just create stuff yeah <laughs> create stuff fearlessly yeah i guess my biggest advice would be to play with as many other people as possible especially people that you think are like way better than you it's just yes, so important to like actually progressing yeah collaboration is always something that even now, people will say they'll recommend me to interview certain people or they want to help in every way. So that help from both ends of the spectrum and collaboration, I think, is definitely super important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you thank both you so for coming. Much. This was Thanks awesome. Yeah. yeah, you guys are super cool. And Appreciate that was really it. awesome. But uh, album coming soon, eventually. Yes. Yes. That's <laughs> exciting. Yay. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming. This has been a blast. And... I will catch you all next week. Awesome. Thank you.